your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. I got to screw this in, Mitch, otherwise it falls out. I heard that. I'm Rick Sola, and that's Mitch Reynolds. He's the mayor of Lacrosse. We switched seats a couple years ago. Is that what you think? Is that what that's, that's what it's like? And then a couple years from seats. now when I run for mayor, <laughs> yeah, we might right. be switching seats again. All right, here we You'll go. will be back in the saddle over here. Uh, probably not. I'll be coming in, doing some so. interviews. I don't think so. Um. All right, what do you, you gave me some very broad things you wanted to talk about. I don't and know. then I have some very broad things. I'm just going to answer your questions. Whatever you want to, you just do you throw me some questions and I will, well, if I I turn will do on, whatever if I can I turn, to answer them, right? If I turn on, I'm the, here for you. If I turn on the text line, maybe just people will do my job for okay. me. Oh, I mean, so that would be just ideal. text me questions text me for the questions mayor. Text me questions for the mayor. 608-785-7914. Um, yeah. Okay, so. Did you hear that I'm cutting taxes? Like in a, in a in a ridiculous way that nobody has ever done before. In the See, this is part of your agenda here. I want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing my agenda. You're cutting taxes. Well, the county board. I had Monica Cruz on a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I guess I I asked her, and she said she's cutting taxes. Is she? What is and she then, What is she doing about homelessness? Just the, out of curiosity, is the county board doing anything about homelessness? They're they're. Are they, are they doing some stuff? Is to see, I am someday when, in the future. In two years, when you lose the, the mayor's board, race to and me, the county board someday in some day in the future is going to address homelessness. Yeah, Do they have a health and human services department that should be addressing this? Did you ask well, her? They're that? trying to find a new are they county administrator. A kind of different. They, they lost. Okay. They lost so, a county. I'm just curious whether they. Where she talked about whether her um, health and human services department is actually doing anything about homelessness. Just, just out of curiosity. I didn't ask They do a that. lot of social services in the county, I'm told. Um, so it might be something they want to address in the future. Who Who is their health and human services? I feel like they change a couple of times. Uh, I mean, you should know, right? No, I shouldn't. No, <laughs> no. This You should know more than me. Uh, all right. All right. So I did want to do like a little, the bucks start in a week. I wanted to do an <laughs> NBA preview. No, I'm just kidding. No, let's talk about the French guy. What's his name again? Web. Webinaya, I don't know Webinaya, his name, right? but is that it? is an investment. Webinaya, Webinaya. Everybody out there, invest in Utah Jazz gear, San Antonio Spurs gear. That's not an investment, Rick. How's that an investment? Well, if you want to sell it later. I okay. Guess. I mean, the tag's still on that. <laughs> yeah, thing, so. no, this is my jazz hat. valuable stuff. A Utah Jazz hat. I guess it's right not here. an investment. I mean, yeah. how could it be? You have to buy some ownership in the team at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, the Bucks were for sale for a while, a while ago. Right. Yeah, they're um, worth a lot more. Okay, now. so you didn't watch the Senate debate. I did not. No, because I was I was hoping you did, and then it just yeah. brings you some PTSD, so to speak, from <laughs> when you guys ran for mayor, you and Vicky, and you did how many? About nine debates. I don't know. Felt like seventeen, but whatever. It might have been. It might have been seventeen, but um, yeah. So the Senate debate, and and I did. I mean, I saw a little bit bits of it, and it really was more just. And it, great. It was nice that there's questions, and it really was just talking points for both candidates, and that's what debates have come to now. They've so you're blaming been, Brad Williams for the question? Pretty much Brad Williams. Mean? No, the, so, and and this is another one of those situations that we've gotten ourselves into with candidate debates where they really just become these performative exercises and really just in creating these extended um, campaign commercials for either candidate because it's it's basically, it's you're taking the talking points of your campaign and then spewing them out on uh, on a debate stage which well, is i mean if that and that you and, would laugh at the debate because it was i'll ask a question on pfas and then it would be like 
We had riots in Kenosha. It's all about talking points. And then the moderator would be like, you know, the question was about PIFAs, PIFAs and you yeah. went and talked about riots in Kenosha. Yep. And I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit, but sure. that's kind of how it went. I mean, yeah. uh, and then so you get a minute to answer and then he'd, they'd spew off something that wasn't related to the question. A minute would be up and then the lady would go, you know, the question was about and then it'd be like, oh, yeah, abortions, ban it. Or don't ban it, you know, like it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the question, yeah, it's a yes, no question, super yeah. easy, and these are the Democratic talking points, these are Republican talking points, there's no minutiae in between to try to solve stuff, but I brought up PFAS, I do want to kind of talk about that a little bit, because um, sure. it seems like either the state is going nowhere, and there's lawsuits that I have no idea, the lawsuits take, you know, probably years, I'm, I'm guessing, and then sure. the city is initially responsible for PFAS on French Island because they own the airport. And so I want to get into that a little bit. Um, You wanted to talk about the Wisconsin State Legislature, so we'll have to get into that a little bit. I want to talk about the Monitor. It's Monitor, not Molitor, right? Monitor Street Building. I'll say Molitor. Um, Monitor Street. Do we have a Paul Molitor Road in town? I don't think we do. That's a really good recommendation, though. It'd be it'd be funny if you uh, if you you decided to name like the roundabout on the south side the Mitch Reynolds roundabout or something like that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. It's <laughs> uh, a DOT project, so yeah, I probably is, couldn't would, anyway. Yeah, you couldn't do it anyway. All right, right. we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. I'm Rick Sola. Mitch Reynolds, the mayor of Lacrosse, is in here taking selfies. Hello. Am I even in those pictures? Or is well, I took you? one. I took a selfie took of us, right? Yeah, one yeah. selfie. I sent it to somebody. I had to suck it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, over the no last week Thursday. Yeah. The is it the finance and personnel committee? Did I get it right? Because there's the Judiciary and Administration Committee right, on Tuesday. Which is last yes. Tuesday, yeah. You got it right. Brad just writes Finance Committee in the, yeah. in fin- the news ooh, stories. And I'm like, Brad, uh, there's ooh, a personnel. Uh, oh, yeah, Finance and Personnel Committee. But uh, the, <laughs> So both both committees, we have big committee yep. week, and it's uh, going to be on the city council agenda Thursday. Sure. Uh, over this plan to buy the yep. Marine Credit Union building mm-hmm. and convert it into affordable housing. Yep. So I made the distinction when it unanimously passed on Thursday that I don't know if it's a distinction is the right word, but the comparison in 2017. Sure. Let's, let's go back for just a minute because I know you want to talk about Roosevelt school. That's nice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a reasonably, it's a, it's a close facsimile to, to our close uh, um, comparison to, to this project. But um, so last week, the JNA committee, the judiciary administration committee voted on the zoning for this property. So if we purchase the property it needs to be zoned in a particular way, so that there can be housing there. Now that zoning is part of the land use plan for that uh, for that area, which is in the comprehensive plan that goes all the way back to like 2002. Uh, and that in that committee it failed. It was like five to two opposed to that zoning. And then uh, the FMP committee voted uh, unanimously in favor of it on Thursday. Zoning. No. The zoning was on Tuesday. The Purchasing. purchase was yeah. on so Thursday. So two different things. Yep. Right. The zoning, the, the purchase cannot go through without the zoning. So if, if they vote against, if the city council votes against the zoning, then the purchase is, no, it's just, it, we can't purchase it because it, it requires the it requires the zoning for, to, to right. allow the purchase. So I want to make sure that there is, first of all, that distinction. There is, now, there is... Again, um, a few years ago, there was a project on the north side of La Crosse for affordable housing, the Roosevelt, the old Roosevelt School that the school district sold um, for a lot less money, by the way, 
uh, and it was converted into affordable housing. I feel like that's been a very successful, um, very successful project. There's 32 units in the old Roosevelt School, and I think it's like 18 two bedrooms and 14 one bedrooms or something like that. I can't remember the mix exactly, but it's close to that. And there was a mixture of funds, just like we anticipate this will be a mixture of funds. But at the end of the day, there was a developer that secured the funds and uh, built out the school, and then essentially owns it. And that's. And that's where the similarity that you're talking about is that this is a project where the city is purchasing, going to purchase the building, um, and then we're going to look for developers through an RFP, or request for proposal process, and we'll have developers that will come forward, and we will. our requirement is that they develop a certain number of affordable housing units. Now, our affordable housing might not be two-bedroom. Um, it might be a mixture of studio and one-bedroom. It might also be affordable housing and some mixed mixed rate stuff as well whatever cash flows for the developer is really what we're after but at the end of the day we do want to add affordable housing units and hopefully this will get to a maximum density of not only affordable housing but some really just achievable housing for our community there's room for more market rate housing in our community obviously we're lacking housing like go look for some place to live right now and it's kind of tough and even if you find a place the rents are extraordinary because there's just so much demand, not enough of the basic economics, so much demand, the, the prices go up for rent. Not only for rent, but for purchasing ho- houses as well, or homes as well. Or buildings. Or buildings, any kind of thing. So, you know, we're getting, we're, I think we're doing, um, we've done a lot of work on uh, identifying whether this works as an affordable housing model. Uh, one of the things that we're doing Every, every affordable, every single affordable, and, and, and frankly, a lot of market rate housing projects as well, but every affordable housing project, you can't get there from here uh, in terms of development if you don't have funding that bridges the gap for developers so that they can cash flow the project. Again, simple economics. Most people well, who understand business will understand that. There's just not a return on investment for developers if you if you demand or require that they have affordable housing because they're not getting the rents to offset the cost of development. Right. You can't give $10 million for a building and Correct. then charge $200 rent for a room or whatever, or $200 a low. But yeah. um, the difference between this plan you guys are talking about and the plan in 2017 is Gorman, is it Gorman and company? Would They would own that built. They own that Roosevelt school? Well, I don't know who owns it now. They're the developer. Or they're sure. the developer. But, yeah. Okay, but it's privately owned. Yeah, it'll be it's private. Cool. This will be a privately owned building. And so. essentially, it's kind of like uh, oh, the Milwaukee Bucks. They they wanted to build a new stadium, so the right. taxpayers pitched in half because of the. It's it's a little bit right. Like this is not anywhere close to that. <laughs> not even close. not even close. Well, it's no. it's uh, taxpayer funded, is what I'm getting at. A well, little bit. no, to, no, it's to not. Retain. No, it's not. No, it's, we're we're buying the building, but we're not funding the development. The developer is funding the development. We're not we're not doing that at all. On Monitor Street, right. I mean, the city. What the, the goal of the city? We're, what we're doing? The plan is to buy the building. We're okay. not. We're not developing anything. So there, we're not. We're not paying anything. That all of the funds for development is going to come from the developer. They're going to have to secure those funds. They're making the investment. And this is actually. And the, the thing is, is that if you work, you work it out on paper. So where's the nine million dollars come from? What nine million dollars, right? Right. Well, the building's going to cost two point two. But they talked about on Tuesday. It's going to cost $9 million to, to flip that building into affordable apartments. Who talked about Before. that? Didn't they talk about that in the Tuesday meeting? Who did? I read it in the in the, in oh, the story. Oh, you read it in the yeah, story? I read okay, it. all right. Yeah, so what What I don't know what the develop. we don't have proposals. Okay. So what we're doing is buying a building, so we're, we're creating the gap funding, basically. We're saying, look, here's a building. Yeah. You bring us proposals so that we can have affordable housing, but the city is not paying for that development. 
that somebody else is going to have to come in and invest money to develop that building. And then through the rents, they, you know, they're, they're going to pay off that building. Now, let me just, and to, to be clear for, if you're a developer, by the way, and you're out there and you're listening to this going, Oh, I wonder how that's going to cash flow. So if you look at, depending on how many apartments are there, how many units are there, and if they're affordable, mixed rate, whatever, if we can come up to get to a point where you're netting, if your net operating income for the year is $300,000, let's just say, and if we're, we're looking at $185 per square foot, potentially maybe higher to $200 per square foot remodeling cost, and it's pretty, pretty feasible with this building because it's a relatively simple building with no mechanicals and no basement. But if you, if you look at all that, and you're trying to come up with how this cash flows, pay off for that building, or you, you recoup the cost of that building or that investment, if we're assuming like a 6.3 to 6.7 or maybe even $7 million investment in, in, from a developer in that building, you're looking at maybe 12 years to totally recoup the cost of that yeah, building. Yeah, be back at zero. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the cap rate on that is less than 5%, but it's a stable investment. And you are jumping right into the point where you don't have to get super creative about your funding because you already have a building. Uh, you know, it, it makes a ton of sense for developers, but the city is not paying to develop the building. The city is basically buying the building for development. Oh, by the way, there's also a massive parking lot there where you can build other things because it's not in the floodplain. All right. So why are we arguing about it's going to cost nine no million or seven million dollars? Because clearly there's a lack of understanding. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't know. It's, you know, I, I think I've been pretty transparent about this to the city council members, and I feel like I've we've talked about this over and over again. But clearly, there's still some misunderstanding about where those those dollars are coming from. The Northside School that was converted, the Roosevelt yes. Building. Yes. A lot of state state tax money was used to flip that tax credits. Yeah. Tax credit. They used some tax credits to help offset but, the funding. But they. But Gorman invested a pile of money into that, millions of dollars, and okay. and that's and they are getting. But they they made they got that gap funding. They managed to. Make it work cash flow wise through the tax credits. So the tax credits from WIDA are helping them to uh, to recoup their investment. So the American Rescue Plan Act money you would use to buy the building, if, if I'm re- yeah, there's it some, would be about two point two million. There's some regular HUD money in there. There's also some of the ARPA money up. But that tag, price tag is two point two ish million. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, okay, so the, the, the rest of that is going to be, and then. That the group that comes in to develop that, yep. they might have a harder time developing it because it's not a historic building. The Roosevelt Building is a historic building. I think there was there was some ability some, to some get historic different... tax credits as well. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, so, the, yeah. This is definitely not a historic building in any kind of way, to my knowledge. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe I I'm not a architect, but I don't think it is. Um, but it is also much simpler. It's much 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 newer, obviously, than Roosevelt Building, and uh, it's going to be much simpler to develop. Would the city use some American Rescue Plan ag money to bring down the rest of the development costs? Would there be we'll, we'll throw in? I don't think we'll need to at all. Okay. I mean, I think that there's there's still going to be there's going to be some tax credits available through the state. Okay. Um, either the four percent they're called low income housing tax credits, either the four percent variety or the nine percent variety. I mean, the nine percent are the golden ticket, right? But the four percent will work if you need to bridge that gap. I don't. I don't know if they'll need to because we're already handing them a building. You know, it's it's going to be, and it's a good. It's building's in really really good shape. Um, it's it's a nice building. So I, I I would be surprised if there would have to be any additional gap funding from the city beyond the purchase. Okay, looking. I'm looking four or five years down the road. I think. Right. The Lacrosse School District has too many buildings, and yeah. they're thinking about. I don't know what they're going to do with the extra buildings when they right. consolidate high yep. schools. At one point or another, they're going to consolidate, whether it's the $194 million plan or a different plan. Yep. If if this 
plan on Monitor Street goes well, if it goes through at all, um, would this would you consider like you know what we'll buy some other buildings from the school district? I, well, I think there's some other developers that are interested in doing that as well. I mean, I, yeah, I think that the city would probably years down the road probably look at something like that again for sure. But I think others would as well. I mean, and then and again, it may just be a Roosevelt School situation where the school district is is getting rid of like say let's say Lincoln Middle School because that's part of their consolidation plans is taking all the three middle schools and putting them in the high schools, right? Yep. So what if they get rid of Lincoln Middle School? Nice area. It's um it's a really nice situation for some redevelopment. I'm not sure if from a I haven't looked through it extensively. It's you know it needs a lot of work, obviously. But yeah, part could, of the reason why they're getting rid of it. Yeah, you could you could see a situation where that might be that that might be a situation where somebody would want to develop that and it would it would cash flow. I could see the city being involved in that in some degree. I could also see it just being a Gorman situation, like the Roosevelt Elementary uh, example, where. Um, you know, we, where, where the, the school district uh, sells a building. Um, yeah, the city doesn't have to in. be involved here. This, no, the school district could not just give away the building to oh, a developer yeah, for sure. if they want Absolutely. Yeah, and there are some, there's some decent opportunities for Lincoln Middle School, for Logan Middle School. Uh, I'm not so sure about Longfellow. That seems like a, a little different uh, uh, kind of a building, but there's definitely some opportunities for those other two. But. I think maybe this uh, the idea the school district should – We'll give away that one of our school. Uh, what'd you say, Lincoln? Lincoln. We'll sure. give away Lincoln to a developer, but right. you come do some work on one of the buildings that we're going with <laughs> a little trade. We'll do a little trade off. <laughs> yeah, we could. Can we do? We could do that. A little bartering. Yeah, a little bar. Oh, I like that. That's creative. So, all right, and, nicely and, done, Rick. Doctor Aaron, right, go. if you're listening. All right, we got some ideas for you, bud. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds in studio with me. Uh, just want to wrap up the Monitor Street real thing, sure. thing real quick because yep. I, I can't talk to you and read the text. I, just, okay. I don't have that ability. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> John, John texted in, probably yep. shouldn't buy the building until you have developers coming forward who want to develop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have plenty of developers. I'm not worried about that. Uh, Main Street guy says... Federal subsidies for "quote unquote" affordable housing isn't adequate for a developer. Come on. Yeah, I, and I think they will be. I think that, and that's exactly we're using federal dollars to purchase a building. That exactly what that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No, <laughs> come that's... On. Maybe maybe I said the come on wrong. Come on. Come on. Like, come on down, developers. Come on down, developers. Um, and then Daniel wants to know when would the city recoup that two point two million dollars? Well, the city can't recoup it because it's mostly ARPA dollars, and if we did recoup it, we'd have to pay it back. So it's not. Um, you know, these are these are funds that are. Uh, we had a strong direction from Congress and the Treasury Department to use uh, a large chunk of ARPA dollars for affordable housing. That's exactly what the plan is, and so. Um, you know, it's not money that we get to keep. It's money that we have to commit by the end of 2024 and spend by the end of 2026. And this is a great project for that. Um, okay. All right. Coming up this weekend at the yep. Lacrosse Center, I just want to get in this real quick. The League of Wisconsin next Municipalities. Week. That's next week. Next week. Next week. Not coming up. Well, it's so not the weekend. It's just next week. Oh, next week. Okay. Yeah. So it's Wednesday. I think it's next Wednesday is when it starts. Yeah, you would make it part of the work day eh, as opposed to I ruining mean, your eh, weekend. Right, eh, right exactly. Yep. Uh, Lee Wisconsin Municipalities Conference at the Lacrosse Center. Yeah, um, you guys are going to how? Are you, so, are you guys going to show off your yeah. police force? We got here? a couple. We got a couple things that we're uh, and there's there's different talks that uh, you know 
different presenters at the league every year, and it's really just an opportunity for folks from all around the state, uh, from different parts of government, and it can be like villages and cities and, um, you know, village uh, board members and, and, and city council, council members and all kinds of stuff and mayors and whatnot, and they all gather here, and they'll all gather in, in a city. It happens to be our year this year in La Crosse, and we're going to talk about a couple of things. We've been asked to talk about a couple of things, and one of them is... Um, Child care, that's one of them, because we've done some things with uh, using ARPA dollars for child care changes that I think are drawing a lot of attention. But the other thing, which is much more substantial and is uh, incredibly innovative, is our community resource unit, uh, the police department's community resource unit. And it's a co-responder unit. So we have an officer, a sworn police officer, co-responding on a mental health crisis call with a crisis counselor from the county. And there are other places like Madison does this thing where they have a uh, officer respond, and then there's a there's a uh, crisis counselor that comes, you know, separately. We're responding at the same time, and so there's an immediate impact on a mental health crisis situation. And so we have we've we started this program last year, pilot program, and it's gone extraordinarily well. We have basically one officer and one investigator, and then two crisis counselors, and. Uh, in one year, they uh, these two uh, police officers responded to 1,200 calls, which is amazing. And it's a lot of folks that are just like, again, they're in crisis, and sending them to, um, you know, if, if there's not really a solution, you know, we can't send them to jail because they're having a mental health crisis. But so our police department is going to be talking about that. It's drawing a lot of attention for a really, really good reason. It's an incredible use of funding to really address some of the significant needs that we see on the street, and that's primarily with mental health uh, issues and, and addiction, frankly. But this is definitely dealing with a mental health uh, a piece of that. Now, the great news is is that as much um, as much as we've seen from the community resource unit in the last year, so you have one officer, yeah, and there's two, one officer and one investigator. So we had oh, basically two officers. So there's oh, okay, yeah, so that's where you get okay. investigator Whitney Hughes and officer Joel Miller. Uh, and then we'd have two mental health crisis, our crisis counselors from the from the county. It's an amazing program. It really is. And it's done incredible work so far. And we're oh, looking so for better things. So four people are involved in this. Yep. But we got we just got news last week that we got some grant funding to basically double the program. Okay. So we're going to have even more. Um, and these are just folks that are just focused on dealing with mental health crisis. So they're responding in a different way. They're dressed in a different way. They're not, they're people that we can separate from the regular uh, police force that's on the street doing enforcement. In other words, all the traffic stuff, all the other things. That, well, I talk about this all the time. This yeah. is the reallocating of police responsibilities. Police responsibility. Hey, hey, police, can you solve murder, yep. solve traffic, solve crime, solve robberies, solve mental health crises? Okay, we'll take mental health crises off yeah. to a degree yeah. off the table that's right we're and doing. then you can that's use what we're doing. your time to do yep. the other things yeah like, so and this is the great thing is that our these our our cru folks they're not they're not like they don't have the calls coming up on their screen like our for the rest of our um our frontline workers do and so they can spend extra time dealing because oftentimes it takes a ton of time to deal with in a with folks in a mental health crisis and they can take that extra time and they can get folks the help they need uh, and then follow up. And that's the great thing because there, it oftentimes there's a lot of a follow up that's required. So the great thing, again, the best thing is that we got some additional grant funding to basically double the size of our CRU and it's getting a lot of attention around the state. I think it's going to model that other the police departments are going to follow as well. What's um, the timeline to get? Okay. So if you're going from four to eight, 
you said essentially doubles, but yeah, I don't think it's not, it's not quite four to eight, but it's more or less the 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 number of enforcement. Yeah, so it's going to be. I don't know what the actual numbers of personnel are, what the county is going to do with their side of it, but yeah, there's people out there. Are there people out there already qualified, or will you have to take officers in the yeah, department we'll re- and train them? Yeah. Is, is there a timeline? Do you yeah. So we, both Whitney Hughes and Joe Miller were officers who are long. I mean, they're they're longtime officers within our police department, and they're just they fit the mold, and they're perfect for the jobs. And we have other people that will more than be more than adequate to fill those roles. So we're we're very confident that those folks are here already internally for us. And then you'll have to go to the county to get the other. Well, we'll see health. what they do, and, and I, you know that might be. I have to admit that there's uh, some details of the grant that I just don't have in front of me, so we'll have to find out from the county what they're willing to do. All right. The other thing I want to talk about is, and I don't have any knowledge of. I just pay the man when it comes to taxes. I hear you. So yep. I just kind of do that, and, and so I'll have to like depend on you a little bit. But I'm going to take a break before we do that. Cool. Sounds good. City assessments coming up. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine point four. What? <laughs> So hey yo, uh, yeah, and the only AM station in the nation playing Buster Rhymes. So that's right, just, just that's right. Nice. Um, all right, Mayor Mitch Reynolds. That's Mayor Mitch Reynolds <laughs> giggling over here. Um, that was not really people, a giggle. Go well, ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Like, Ask the question. Laugh, all right, that's all right. So paying the man. Yep. You guys are sending out the numbers to <laughs> residents in the city. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I that's, told you, I don't know anything about this. Yes, uh, <laughs> so saying saying how much you all need right. to pay the all man, right? All right. right? All right, all right. City so we, assessments, right? So we, uh, yeah, lots of reasons for this, but we had to do an entire city revaluation, um, and that started this year. Uh, so a revaluation for the entire city means that we're revaluing all the properties in the city. So in the last couple of reassessments have involved certain classes of property, and this reevaluation involves all the property in the city. Now, there are, that means commercial property, it means residential property, all of the multifamily, everything. And what that means is that we're going to take a look at, and, and what, what has to happen is that we have to get within, um, the state requires us to get within 10% of the market value of properties once every five years. We have been out of compliance of that requirement for a while. Um, and I can't answer for all of it because I wasn't here. What's well, a while though? A while could be like two months, like three years. Okay, three. Years. Yeah, it's we're we're in deep, deep. So doo-doo. you just add an extra because <laughs> if it was two years, it'd be your fault. But three yeah. years, then yeah. it's the last guy's fault. So I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about what happened before I got here. But I will say that we did uh, start the revaluation. We do have it's complete. The assessment notices are coming out uh, for for residential property. Those are getting mailed out on Friday, so you'll start seeing those in your uh, mailboxes, I guess, next week. The commercial property is a little bit behind that, but not just by a couple days, so those should be coming out soon. You need to get those to get to people's mailboxes on Friday so that when they're mad, they can't call you because they have all weekend to cool off. No, and that's the cool – the the thing about this is what this does is this gets us closer to that requirement, or this gets us to that requirement of being within 10% of market value. Market values have gone up because of the number of different market conditions. And that is the, you know, just basically value of properties have gone up over time, right? Because of a lack of a lack of properties. There's a lot of different reasons for it, but basically what this is going to do is get us, get us to those market values where we're supposed to be as required by the state. Now, what that means for your taxes is kind of depends on where your assessment goes during this revaluation. And what we anticipate is that the, the values are going to go higher but remember that the city cannot collect any more tax revenue from you. So 
we are stuck at a for this for 2023 a 1% increase in tax revenue so that's going to stay the same regardless of how your home value changes is there a term for that like i don't know well, like the, the city revenue. can't go we can't exceed like the revenue mill rate or we we can't a... exceed the revenue limits okay, so our mill rate which was uh, last year was or for this year was like 10.8 or something i don't remember exactly what it was uh, it's dropping by 19% in 2023, which is the biggest tax decrease and our biggest mill rate decrease probably ever. Oh, so mill rate is the term. I just, yeah, yeah I'm just guessing. Now, maybe uh, I do know what I'm But doing. we're anticipating that 19% decrease because we know that assessments are going to go higher. So chances are your tax bill will not change. And if it does, you will be one of the outliers. But really, we're just, we're rebalancing what, the, the values of properties within the, within the state, within, I'm sorry, the city of La Crosse, and we're doing it to, as mandated by the state, but it should not change your, 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 uh, the, uh, your property tax bill, uh, at least from the city's perspective. There's Just, always that, right? There's the city, the county, and yeah, the school district. School district. Yep. Is that it? Is that uh, the- WTC also has a little piece. I mean, oh. the, the biggest chunks are the county, or the I'm sorry, the city and the school district. And okay. the school district, um, if you vote down the referendum, your taxes will decrease significantly. Um, but anyway, so that's it. And so the assessments, again, those assessment notices go out in the mail on Friday. You will get them next week. Once you get that assessment, it doesn't mean that your taxes are going to go up because our mill rate has to decrease because the city cannot collect any more money than what we're than we than we're already allowed to collect for 2023. So we're not just getting a pile of extra money or anything from everybody. Um, and and the reason why is because it's a revaluation. So we're we're looking at the entire city to, to revalue all the property because we're we're required to by the state. Because five years ago, the big talk. I think you were were you the host of the show during that, or did I have to try to navigate this because Don't know. the. The, the property tax, everyone's property went up like 40% or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't it was. everybody. It was, it was, and that was, um, it was a significant adjustment to one segment of the property. Yeah. And because we're not doing that, that won't have the same effect. Okay. This, this revaluation will change the assessment of everybody, but it really just rebalances the, um, the, the tax burden again on, on all the taxpayers. So basically everyone's paying their fair share. But again, if, if, it, you know, there's going to be different. There's going to be outliers. There's no question, but for most folks, it's not really going to translate into an increase in property taxes, at least from the city's perspective. And I mean, everybody's under revenue limit, so it, it it'll be the same for everybody. Maybe we're burying it. You just said if the school referendum thing gets passed, doesn't get passed, the right. taxes will go down significantly, oh, yeah. or will they just stay the same because no, they're doing... yeah, because of retiring debt. So um, if with oh, okay. the school district retiring debt, that means the tax they're you know, the taxes for the school district will go down. I, gosh, I don't remember what it is. It's like a hundred, hundred some dollars per hundred thousand. What debt are they retiring? For the Northside Elementary and for something else. I can't think what the other one thing is. But because yeah. regardless, that that stuff's coming off the books pretty soon here. Yeah, what? very very soon. I think it's twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six. I want to say. Oh, okay. So but it's it's a chunk of change. Yeah. If you but so and, and and you know and again that that's not necessarily something that people should keep in mind when they're voting on the school referendum. Obviously, the value of schools and but that's value three of years from now. Twenty twenty five. Let's see. I th- yeah, well, I'd have to look. I mean, you, you can talk to Dr. Engel about that, yeah. and you can talk about how I know, much I'm money just, he's I'm getting. Throwing, right. I'm throwing uh, topics that aren't, yeah, I get it. Sure. Um, but, yeah, so if you like, if you vote for the school referendum, I mean, I think that everyone knows the $8 per $100,000 worth of property, that's how much it would increase. Uh, if you don't 
if you don't vote for it, then you're basically retired. That debt's going to retire without anything. Yeah, taking we want place. that number. What's the eight dollars per one hundred? What's the flip side of that? You're going to say one hundred forty-three dollars per hundred thousand or something like that. Okay. It's, so the, I'd have to I have to look that up for sure. I don't I but again that's not that's not like as soon as you cast a ballot you're getting that money in the mail. Right. You know, it's, it's going to come road. off a couple years, yeah. Yeah. It's going to come off here. And that's not necessarily. I mean there's the school district will still have to consolidate and and according to them still have to make some changes, but yeah, it's it's definitely something to consider. All right. I I don't I I save this for the last 2 oh, minutes. Okay, here we go. And I don't want to spend because we could spend the whole show on this, sure. but uh you you 2 weeks ago you had a news conference in front of city hall about the homeless yep. plan. Yep. Um, how is that proceeding? Uh, 140 ish people, uh, unsheltered in the city. Yeah. I don't have the latest count on that. I mean, it's probably more than that. Um, it's a significant number. Um, uh, it's, it's a, it's a difficult situation, obviously. And we've done a lot of extensive winter planning. I, it's frustrating that we have, I mean, there are definitely service agencies within the city, who are struggling to really stretch themselves to add more shelter capacity, and that's a little frustrating. So we're still working on contingency plans, and that is that process is ongoing. Yeah, be, because last year it was about 100 people, but now it's about 140 people. Oh, it's about the same number. I don't think it's changed significantly. It's oh, just okay. that, yeah, I mean, we have uh, definitely, um, yeah, it's big numbers no matter how you look at it, but it's it, the, the change isn't as significant as all that. We are not, the shelter agencies and every most of the other agencies, their consensus was they didn't want the city to create another shelter. So we're not doing that. We're going to rely on all these agencies to uh, to really stretch themselves and and to find find some additional shelter space. And when they and uh, if they need some emergency winter overflow shelter, will we have a plan for that? Yeah, people often complain that because La Crosse is trying to do something to help the homeless. Yep. That other communities around here are sending their homeless here. My, my take is they're still homeless. So. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean we're going to stop helping the people who are most vulnerable on the streets of La Crosse, at least not while I'm mayor. All right, that's La Crosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds. Thanks, Thanks. Rick. Thanks, Mayor. Thanks. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody, for listening.